Today's episode of Total Sidebar is brought to you by Boston Beer Ventures. You guys should know by now, these are our good friends who love beer and want you to taste all the fabulous craft beers that they know about. Don't be scared about in this day and age, can they help you out? They can, they're offering virtual beer tastings. They can help you set it up on Zoom or Instagram Live. You can invite your friends and your family and your coworkers, and you can have a safe, fun beer tasting from the comfort of your own home. Why wouldn't you do that? What are you doing? You know you're just sitting there, so just do it. Email bostonbeerventures at gmail.com. They'll give you details. So stay safe, stay sane, and uh, start drinking beer. All right? All right. See what I earned today? By what my, the hell is that? It's a buff that I got for my social distance 5K. Oh, What's a nice. buff? You mean like you know. a masky thing you can pull up? Yeah, you pull put up. it over your head and you go like this. Oh, Jesus. That's a good look. You should keep that. Hang no, on. keep it on. This for, is my Bjorn Borg. Yeah, no. you do look. Uh, that like is a pretty good call. It's not meant as a compliment. You do look like you puffed like, it up just yeah, right. and it's like cascading the right way. Yeah, you're every nineteen eighty one. Every woman in the world wants Bjorn Borg's hairdo, and <laughs> you just that. found it. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's, now that say something. Great. Wait, wait. Here's here's her big chance. Say something with a Swedish accent. Like, take that, McEnroe. <laughs> take that, McEnroe. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Total Sidebar. No matter what they say, no matter what they do. We're going to keep on showing up because the genius is here and we want you to enjoy it. Uh, speaking of geniuses, I'm Ellen Cumley and, I ha- and I'm the genius and I have with me these other people. <laughs> so let's say hi to my co-hostesses. Hello, Jennifer Palmer. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Alexandra Shumway. I'm sorry. Could you pronounce my first name again? I say Shumway. Hi. What up? I, li- I didn't even plan to segue an insult so quickly and easily. Good. It just rolls right Quick. off the tongue, doesn't it, Ellen? It really did. Yeah. I, that's one of my best openings ever, I think. It sure was. As long as, not me, it was. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you two feel? <laughs> <laughs> I've had better days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we have talked. I got to explain to listeners. Listeners, before we get on the mic and record for you guys. We talk a little bit before we reveal ourselves to you because we just need to warm it up when we talk about stuff. And we have talked about the highs and lows of what it's like being around in the universe these days. Um, We have people who are mothers of younger and middle school and high school children. We have alone moms like me who are living alone and sometimes it's great and sometimes it's like, it's getting a little small in here, talking to my cat a lot more. (laughs) But everybody seems to be doing okay. I feel like I did a check-in. We'll do a quick check-in. Don't they do that now in offices before you start a meeting? Everybody has a check-in. So you go around the room and you get 30 seconds to give your check-in. So I'll show you, I remember doing this with, a manager I couldn't stand. So I will. <laughs> so I thanks will, for bringing it to yeah, us. I know, no, I'm yeah. trying to give everybody bringing. tips and pointers. So here's an example of it would be, and I can see the guy right now. If he's like, okay, I'll go around the room. Ellen, uh, why don't you check in? What do you have to say? So I would say, uh, I feel like I had um, a really, I had a good week. There were challenges. 
Um, I've got to be honest with you guys. I don't feel that great about myself right now. Uh, I ding the side of my car and I feel, I don't know. I just like think a lot of things are kind of crazy and up in the air, but I'm super excited to be here and get this meeting done. Well, it's like a little mini therapy. It is. I was it just going to ask you, is this an intervention that you do yeah, to have staged for what, me? What kind because of I realize my drinking is a problem, but yeah. I, is this where this is headed? Because if so, just so tell me now. Oh, if go. you want to do an intervention check-in, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Do Say say some stuff about your drinking, then we'll check you. Yeah, go. Yeah, let's do that. This sounds <laughs> like a fun game. No, I'm all set. As, as I put the rosé to my mouth. All right. No. I was just going to say, I do enough of that in my own head. Mm. I don't need to do that publicly. No. You know what? No, I'm no. fine with my drinking. I figure I get up every morning. I do my stuff. Here's my check-in, Alan. You want to know what? You want to ding me for my drinking? Ding me for the car? Whatever. Yeah, no. Wait, hold it. Hold it. How did I go from doing a managerial check-in in how's your day and what's your mood to an alcohol intervention? I don't know how we went. Listeners, we just went from zero to 72 <laughs> on the emotional scale, and you better strap yourselves and put those seatbelts on. I don't even care if you live in New Hampshire, where people don't even have to use them. Do they have to use them? Uh, unclear. They don't sure. wear helmets on, on They don't wear helmets on motorcycles. The free or die, man. Yeah. Anyway, strap in. I think these guys are crazy. All right. Check-in was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, Move fine. You know, I'll do mine. I'm a little tipsy. Is how I you am. are? I'm a little tipsy. I don't have a ding in my car because I haven't driven it for days because I don't go anywhere. Mm. <laughs> but but the rosé is flowing. Um, I flipped the air conditioning on in my house, so that's Boom. a win. And I showered today. So I'd say I'm killing it. Yeah. I'm going to clap for the shower. Thank you. Thank you nice. very much. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate that. I have no air conditioning in my little office. Oh, I have boy. not showered. Oh. Um, yeah. I so. No, I'm right there with you, drinking. That's the only thing we're aligned on. So So we're good. So you're winning at that. Yeah. So one out of three. Not a girl. Now, the last time we talked, I'll give you a minute to think about it, and I'll try and think about it too and come up with an answer. Last time I was looking for pandemic upsides, right? Pandemic upsides. And we talked a little bit about how, in reality, you know what? You're spending more time with your kids. And even though sometimes that phrase at the edges you still are getting, you're getting plenty of time at home with them. And in some ways, that's a wonderful thing, right? It's a great thing. Um, I'll check in again and say, is there, uh, I will say for me, an upside to the pandemic, or at least a reality of the pandemic is I am noticing smaller things more. Like I am noticing, and maybe that is because I am, for the first time, think about it. That you guys, for those of you who either live in mass transit communities or commuter communities where you get in cars, like I used to get in my car and drive every day. I don't. Now I don't. I am home in a smaller space all the time. I know nook and crannies more than I ever did before for better and for worse. And in some ways, I'm appreciating that. Like I am, and this will sound as nerdy as it gets, but it's like I am seeing plants grow. I am almost seeing the flower. Like I'll give you a perfect example, and this is and this is the most exciting story you're ever going to hear. Here, so there was a maple tree, a young maple tree, on the side of my house. It is technically in my yard, and it's right in the edge of my neighbor's yard. And it is, it's young, and it's clearly grown up. Nobody ever expected it to be there. They just let it grow and let it grow. 
and it is growing over the flower beds that someone went to a great deal of trouble to these, these long-standing flower beds, someone went to a great be- deal of trouble to plant. And I'm like, if I cut a few of these branches off, these lilies, these daylilies will all get more sun and they will bloom. I know, I, this is an exciting movie and there's going to be a sequel. So I got- Are you paying I, attention? I got this on my tiny, order. I got on my tiny stepladder, I got my clippers and I got my saw, I sawed. So I sawed off limbs and sawed them down. Let me tell you a little something. Get ready. Okay. 36 hours later, whole lily patch bloomed. Wow. Boom! Right? So the moral of the story is, Your mother a reminder, you. right now really sucks. It really does. Most things really do. And I really wish that we weren't living the world that we're living right now. But you can find some little positives in what you're stuck doing. And so- I sawed some stuff off and I saw some flowers. End of story. Anything positive from you, little ladies? Well, that was something. Are you um, crying? Are you guys a little teary? I'm touched. touched. <laughs> um, uh, I listeners, I, they are lying. Go yeah, ahead, Jen. Bit. No, I was just going to say, I, I think that we are all noticing the flora and fauna and the world outside our window a little bit more. Like I've seen, and also don't animals seem to be very brave lately? Mm-hmm. I was sitting on my front steps the other day and a little chipmunk came and sat at the foot of the steps looking oh. at me with like little paws like this. And oh. I was like, dude, what do you want? He just kind of looked at me. We looked at one another. Then he went away. Then he came back. He did it again. Mm-hmm. Happened three times. And They're, said, closer. They're closer. They're closer. Did he say something? We spoke in a language that only the two of us understood. Oh, okay, so well, I was oh. bore you with it. But uh-huh. other than that, yeah, no. And I've seen bunnies come up closer to me. Like yep. I feel like the animals sense <clears throat> that we've been out of this world for a little bit, and they're like, "Hey, dude, this is ours too. We're gonna take a little more control." Wow, you too. Okay. Um, yes, I agree yes. on both fronts. Um, I also have found that the real um, the real thing that I've been able to see this year, different than others is that my tan is killer this year. I have a great tan um, because there's nowhere else to go. So lunchtime, I just bring my lunch outside and I sit outside. So, you know, I mean, in about about 10 years, when I look like, you know, an alligator purse, you can can remind me that it was this year. But for right now, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm probably as brown as I've been since I, you know, was a lifeguard, you know, in my teens. So I think you that. should make this a goal. I think that you should commit to it fully. To be say, sort of tan? Yeah. And say yeah. by Labor Day, this is going to be your last summer of like really hard tanning. And like <laughs> make it almost competitive tanning. Because you're okay. never going to have this window of opportunity again. You're never going to have this yeah. period okay. of time You are like this. not supposed Go to encourage and then And then never again. And then never again. Just, I'm just saying do it once. What do you have to lose? And then it's over. And then you can look back and say and throw and show your yeah. children yeah. pictures and say this, this how, was me in the summer right. of 2020 yep. when the world was crazy but look how tan I was right exactly True. I, and then you can say and now this is why I choose not to tan anymore because right. look at me because look, look at me like, I'm an I look like person. there's something about <laughs> Mary the old lady living upstairs <laughs> yeah Magda um, but no in all fairness yeah. I actually I actually do agree with both of you all of those little things and I mean like I've been doing stuff that like I work out more. Because I just, I, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why, but it's just become I part of my routine. I'm just saying like it's part of my routine. I do. And it makes no to... difference. That's what's Well, that's true too. I go for walks I'm balancing for hours on it end right out. Nothing. Yeah. 
but yeah. there you go. So you look at all the stuff you're doing wrong and then you're wa- you're walking and you're working out and you're not blowing up like a tick. So that's working. <laughs> well, not a tick, just, but I'm just saying. Very full um, sleeping bag. But yeah, and yeah, and my my yard looks great. We started like serious yard work in like April cuz it was something to do. Um so yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Yeah, and we have bunnies galore around here and they are everywhere. And um, yeah, and they get real close to you. Georgia is constantly like, "Can we? Can I just pet one?" I'm like, "Not, knock yourself out, child. You're not gonna be able." To no, catch it. no, don't say that. You don't no, tell a kid to pet a bunny. You can't catch it. She's never okay. gonna catch it. I was gonna say it's full of stuff. Oh no, They're she cute. can't catch it. It's hilarious okay. to watch them try. That's oh, that's true. Oh, so that's humiliating your kid? Yeah, yes. that's true. No, the, I have to amuse myself, Ellen. <laughs> those are the best games. They are, aren't they? I have a new segment today. I don't know if it's going to stick, but I've decided to start a little new segment I am calling To Be Continued. And this is a follow-up from a couple of items that I found interesting from the last episode. And I'm sure some of our listeners will too. Um, And this is when listeners, this is a perfect example of well, actually, it's proof of the fact we don't Google and sit on laptops while we're doing this podcast. Nope. We sit and stare at each other and drink a lot and talk. We do not look things up. We do not type away. We do not check our phones. We are 100% here for you. So this is a little bit of a throwback because when things come up that we don't have the answer to, we do not go find them and answer them in the same episode. So something came up in the last episode, a couple things did, and I wanted to follow up on them. So that is why it's to be continued, brought over from the last episode. So in the last episode, one of the like it or nots was a shandy, right? Oh, a God, I forgot shandy. about that. Yep, it was Beer Shandy. Shandy. And one of you said that you thought it was mentioned in the song In the Summertime. That was me. In the summertime when the weather is fine. But isn't it a structure in the song? Isn't it a shandy, a structure? No? That would be a shanty. That oh, would you're be right, it. yeah. That would be a shanty. <laughs> but right. neither of those words are in the lyrics of <laughs> In the Once Summertime. Again, but, She's done this to shame. Should we bring up Melissa Manchester, Melissa Manchester again? I know. No, she yeah, loves no. to shame. She loves to ruin our old memories of songs yeah. that we grew up with. Ellen's like, I whatever. wrong. I am only enhancing your knowledge. This is not about shaming. And here's what's interesting. Do you know who sang in the summertime? No idea. I would say it's not like it's a one-hit wonder, right? Yeah, for sure. No idea. I was going to say like Gordon Lightfoot, but he's not a one-hit wonder. No, this is much, much worse. So here's what's interesting. It was sung by Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry. And. Okay. So I saw that and I said, Mungo, where's that from? Oh, please don't say it's something terrible or racist. Nope. No, no. Good, good. It is from the Scottish. Oh. It's an alternative name for St. Kentigern. Oh, my favorite, my favorite saint. Everybody's patron saint. That's my confirmation name, Ellen, just so you know. (laughs) Saint Ken, or Saint Patron Ken. Saint of chipmunks. Saint Ken, the patron saint of plastic dolls. Yeah. Um, and Saint Kentigar means my pet. Oh. So Mungo means my pet. My pet Jerry. If you want, if you want to be pets with Mungo Jerry, yes. My pet wow. chipmunk. 
Now, the thing I find, so there you go. So that's what a mungo is. It means my pet. The lyrics to this song, while they don't include Shanty or Shandy, let me just read a line or two of the lyrics. Here's one. I think this is, I don't know if this will hold up today. It says, have a drink, have a drive, go out and see what you can find. (laughs) (laughs) Have a drink, have a drive, get behind the wheel. Go see know. what's happening. Boy, boy, those are some song lyrics that have not held up well. Huh. I know. Yeah. See what you can find, whether it's a cop <laughs> hidden in the bushes or Maybe a tree that's my- that you could wrap your car around. <laughs> Either or. That's, that's great my- in the summertime. That's why he named After- his name Mungo. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe saying, can I, can I, can I, is like the patient saint of drunk drivers or something. Yeah. St. Kentigern. I know. And then he has another lyric, and this will just take us down a rat hole. If her daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. If her yeah. daddy's poor, just do what you feel. Yeah. <gasps> mm. Right? There are some terrible lyrics oh, now that you bring it up. Yeah. This is a bummer. Right. Of course. It's a catchy of, tune, though. Of course. I'm totally going to add this to my iTunes. Because it is it is And at some point in the song, it sounds like there's a washboard. They're like, yes, yes. There is. There is. You guys, listeners, you You've should, you should see Jennifer playing the air washboard. It's really good. I, it's really, the first really time good. I've ever played it, too. Thanks for complimenting me. Oh, I, you I've never have, done you that have a real knack for I know, like a natural I know. affinity. Well, I like to use like my, my knuckles. Like, remember how Dolly Parton said that she when she did nine to five, she she did her acrylic nails together to get the Those were her rubbing her acrylic nails together when she first wrote the song. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Get out of town. Boy, you know, between your knowledge of Barbara Streisand's basement mall and Dolly Parton, like how she plays stuff, Jennifer. Why are you not being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? This is incredible. You're like a historian. It's true. Wow, you had just given me the segue of a lifetime because oh, Barbara's to Babs. Barbara oh, Streisand's basement museum is my next topic because we talked about that. We talked yeah. about my, my desire to sing as well as she is, and which segged right into her having a basement quote unquote museum. Um, there are almost no photos of her museum to be found I know. online. Because I went hunting, like yeah. Jennifer. No shit. Okay, <laughs> I taught you all about it. <laughs> but do you know what else she also has down there? Oh, I'm afraid to. Well, know. I told like you about some of the costumes Berlin? from some of her stuff, like My Fair Lady and stuff. She's got all that nonsense. I don't know. What do you, What are you looking for? Talk to a me. frozen yogurt room. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> really. That's interesting. A frozen yogurt room. Is there? Is it like? Is it staffed? Like, is there a machine and lots of toppings? Nope. Is she like serves a- you. She serves you directly. Oh, she gives that's you sort her, of your, fun. It's like a yep. gift shop, or like I know, like, like little food court. Well, that's clearly telling you Barb. Barb is thinking people are going to want to come down here and see this stuff. At some I, point. I want to, yeah. and then when they do, they're going to be dying for a sweet treat. Wait, I so. do have I do have a quick question. This one's this one's directed at you, Jennifer, since you probably oh, sorry, know the answer. Yes. So let's say I go to L.A. and I want to visit. Can I go? Uh, now? No, no, in general, she, like no, 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 no. No, she oh. only opens it up to her friends and family. Like she's no, like, it's like it's her rec room. No, it's yeah. it's down like it's lit. And actually, I don't think it's LA. Is it New York? 
I don't know. I can't the, Jennifer, why are you asking me? I just learned about it from you. I don't know, but uh, no, you can't go. You have it's invitation no. only. Nobody, yes. no public is allowed. It's only friends and family. Somebody mm-hmm. wrote an article about it who was like a good friend of hers, who's a celebrity yes. too, and mentioned. Oh, it. Okay, I don't remember who that? Yes, was. that's exactly where I found that article. Yes, hold on a second. Lady Gaga. That's who it was. That's who down the stairs. Yes, it was Lady Gaga. I'm putting yeah. it on my to do list right now. Become is that on your bucket list with Barbara Streisand? Okay. Sorry. Oh, and also save room for yogurt. Okay, go ahead. All right, I'm going to wrap up a segment. Seeing as how I gave a new segment to be continued, I'm wrapping up a segment right now on my online dating career because my subscription to my online dating site runs out this weekend. This very weekend? This very weekend. And so you know what's happening? Um, And I don't know if this happens. You would have to think if there's any other app or subscription that you guys belong to that would do this. But they know your time is coming and you're not renewing. So they start pushing you to try to make you stick and stick with it. And they, in the online dating world, it means they pump up your profile and feature it to more people. So I keep getting these emails that say, 30 people like you, 31 people like you, 34 people like you, 38 people like you, blah, 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 blah. Like they, they, they do that on just, home away too, just so you know. Helen, I, I thought stuff. you were going to say that they know and it's going to expire and they start sending you messages like, you're going to die alone. Do you enjoy, <laughs> do you enjoy sitting at home I on Friday do. nights? Terrible. <laughs> that's what I would do too. If I own that place, that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> no, I got like... And here's the thing. I got 73 messages in my <gasps> little inbox. Oh, yeah, in the space of oh, about three that's days. that's a lot. Yeah, but let's review. Let's review what a message is. And this is why I'm just going off this hideous thing. Um, it is, it's basically like swiping right. So a message is, liked your photo, want to chat, like all these prefab choices. So it basically is, you're just picking from a list of five you know, multiple choice and going, oh, she looks cute. Oh, she looks cute. Oh, she looks cute. Liked your photo. Like it's not that a real photo. message. Okay. It's just like a click or an action. It's not even a human typing words of their own choosing. It's not even. It's not even. And so my rule to myself was, you know what? If you don't even have the energy to say, hi, how's it going? Isn't this a weird time to be dating in a pandemic? Like anything. I got one guy who sent out of, I don't know if I went through all 70, one guy who sent a message and his message was, hi, how are you? A wordsmith, mm. isn't he? My goodness. That's it. Conversationalist. Yeah. So anyway, if this were any other product than anybody else was trying out, you'd be saying, this is a bomb, not using it. So I'm taking a break. Good for you. You know what, Ellen? Yeah. I don't know why you need a guy. You got me and Jennifer and Weenie. Good point. Oh, that's so true. I got two girlfriends and a cat. I'm set. (laughs) (laughs) Winning. Woo! Let's go to Like It or Not. All right, you guys. There's stuff here. I don't even know. I don't even know where my brain was when I thought up Like It or Not, but there's some genius stuff here. Let's start with this one. Let's start with this one. We'll start with an easy one. Like It or Not rhubarb no we were just talking about we were this talking the other day weren't we weekend. jennifer it's really jennifer, weird nice i thought you start oh yeah uh well okay first of all we grew up with it it was in the backyard and um 
it was always trying to be sold to us as something we should like, you know? <laughs> like, oh, it's, and is it a fruit or is it a vegetable? It's somewhere in between and it can be thrown into a pie. So What is it? What is it? Right. And therefore you're thinking, oh, well, then it's sweet. But no, you got to combine it with strawberry to make it sweet and dump a ton of sugar. Right. And then I think my father at one point was telling us, oh, you just rip a stalk off and, you know, you can, you can eat it. But it's better if you dip it in sugar. I'm like, again, so my shoe would be better tasting if I dip that in sugar. <laughs> so it's not really anything that's good to eat. So I just felt like it was something that was foisted upon us that we were supposed to like that older people did, but I didn't. I don't like, well, I don't like pie in general. So therefore I don't like strawberry rhubarb pie. The other form of rhubarb that I've ever known is jam. And that too, again, it's just rhubarb with a ton of strawberries and a ton of sugar in it. So no, I feel like it, it, it doesn't really offer much to the world. <laughs> wow. I think that's pretty strong, Alex. Uh, it's, it's a tough day to be a rhubarb. Wow. <laughs> Rhubarbs everywhere yes, are curling up their little leaves and like trying to like get back down into the ground. Yep. Um, Those leaves so, are not little. They're the size of No, they're of massive. They're here. massive. So I, so I like strawberry rhubarb pie. I like strawberry rhubarb jam. But I like the little kind of a twang that it gives the strawberries. That aside, yeah. Then that aside, I don't know. Do you put it in a salad? Do you eat the leaf? Like I really don't even know. I mean, I my husband was talking. My husband is like a farmer these days. Anything you can grow, it's growing in our backyard. We have like pool nice. and and farm. I'm I'm ready for a cow and some chicken soon. But anyway, so th- there's something for the pandemic. Anyway, so. Um, so he was talking about rhubarb. I'm like, yeah, you should grow rhubarb. But as Jennifer's talking, like, I really don't know what to do with rhubarb other than mix it with strawberries and put it in jam and pie. So, I mean, I guess I like, I'm intrigued about growing it, but I don't really know how to eat it. And I never heard the dip it in sugar thing. That's, that's news to me. And I grew she, up well, with the same dad. Yeah. She, here's what I'll say about it. Uh, it was always the pie I didn't want to have to have a piece of because it always did seem like a compromise. Like it's not, it's like rhubarb. Rhubarb is tangy and bitter. And it was to me as a kid growing up, it was a metaphor for being um, uh, sour, you know, especially, Oh, she's a, yeah. And to listen to her is like chewing on rhubarb. Like it was like, (laughs) it was a, yeah, it was a word somewhere back in the back of my brain of, um, something that was unpleasant. And yet I always had this vision because people make rhubarb pie in the summertime that, okay, if you boil it down or you did terrible things to it and then yes, put a shit ton of sugar on it, then it would be edible. And in my mind's eye, I don't even know what it looks like. I picture it looking like Swiss chard. I picture it it looking like. Yeah, it does look a little like Swiss chard. Oh yeah. Yeah, it, it does. Okay. So I'm not insane. No, but so but do you, but do you like do you chop up the rhubarb leaves and do let me you tell you let me tell you some never touched it never oh. touched it never oh. personally touched a rhubarb not gonna and wow. never you're, haven't you're, handled it haven't wow. handled personally handled rhubarb wow you haven't personally handled <laughs> maybe that's why I'm single <laughs> this, <laughs> is, get my this is this on some rhubarb hey Ellen why don't yeah. you share that with your online dating community maybe the rhubarb. Need before, not apply. Before the subscription runs out. All right, try this do, wait, one. Wait, do I want to say like dip it in sugar first or no? Just leave Woo! it alone. Yes, you could say okay. it. Yes. But rim shot straight mm-hmm. to you. All right, here's one. Like it or not. Zoos. What? A zoo. 
Oh, like we're animals live in cages. Oh, oh the zoo. Oh, zoos. <laughs> I was oh like, what's yeah. Zooms? I, I was I like, didn't get there either. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I thought it was another big word that Ellen's going to drop on I us. thought it was like, like a... I don't know. I thought it was technology and I something I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a Zuzuzuela. <laughs> oh, I hate those though. Right. Everyone uh, agrees. Everyone anyway, um, agrees. Okay, so... A zoo. Our, okay, so zoos. All right, so <laughs> when, the kids are, when the kids are little, you take them to the zoo. We had a membership for a while. You know, you go, you whatever. There's definitely the part of me that gets kind of bummed out because it's like you see the, the lion and the stuff. But on the other hand, he's got a pretty good, I mean, he's not running around in the, you know, in the whatever, the, the pride lands or whatever. But he um, or she, uh, they have a nice place to live, I suppose. So that's good. You get to see some stuff that you don't normally see, which is great. But at the end of the day, I'm always looking at my watch, trying to figure out when the hell we can leave and let's figure out how to not go to the gift shop and whatnot. Um, and it doesn't smell good. And it's like the kids always want to go and it's hot out and hot zoo does really not smell good. And then as I said, it's kind of dusty on your feet. And I just want to go. So, I mean, I'll do it for the kids. But... Hot zoo. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, not, not a huge fan, not a Got huge it. fan, but, but I'll do it for the kids. Jennifer, over. <laughs> I think we found a new insult. You smell like a hot zoo. Hot zoo. Never good, a hot zoo. <laughs> I, which is awful because we want to be very conscious of the downsides of zoos on behalf of our animal friends. But the truth is, a hot zoo is not a good time for anybody. No bueno. No. No, no, no bueno, no bueno. Jen, Jen, can you top any of that? Well, I'm in agreement with pretty much everything. The only thing I will say is yep. that, um, so of my three kids, I had two that were two years apart, and then I add in, and then my uh-huh. other one was four years after that. So there were a bunch of different ages, and I will say it is a crowd-pleasing event across all ages. And we too had the membership. We had the membership for something like five years. It was also close to us. So there's that too. The beauty of our zoo membership was this. It didn't matter if you, once you bought the zoo membership, it didn't matter if you were there for five minutes or five hours. It was, you were going to get the same amount of enjoyment. You could come, you could go, whatever. So I found it to be a very, um, like a, a very efficient financially membership entertainment yeah yeah entertainment like it wasn't like a movie where like oh i just dropped a hundred bucks and that was an hour and a half that's it i dropped you know 175 and we had a summer's worth of entertainment kind of thing or a year's worth of entertainment and again you could go with a stroller you could be outside parts of it were inside parts were out that was nice it was walkable which i found enjoyable sometimes the kids didn't even care that much about the animals themselves it was just the journey of it all i'm with you on the gift shop alexandra i avoided that like the goddamn plague (laughs) that place is a place for suckers and abs and 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 i'll have you know also they get you with that machine where you can take a penny and, and flatten, flatten it. it. Could not flatten it. I can't fucking handle that because it costs you like three dollars to flatten a fucking penny, and it should cost you one penny. That's what yeah. But you might you. you might need that penny later. It'd be good right. to have it flat. But every child wanted to go in yep. there, and it was over and over and over again. And, and so, I was just gonna say, can we talk about the most genius invention of all time? I have a great idea. Why don't I take someone? 
charge them to put in their money and then upcharge mm-hmm. them to make it not to get usable it back out. anymore. Like to get it back genius. out. Yeah. 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 But also where we live, there's an aquarium too. And the aquarium mm-hmm. was a goddamn fortune in comparison to the zoo. And the aquarium, you see one fish, you see them all. They're all doing the same thing. They're all swimming. At least. However, at least, Jennifer, super fast. Well, some, but honestly, you're still looking at tanks of water. You're not close. None of them are tall. Some are short. Like, I, I will say the zoo has the, um, the advantage in that it's got all different species. Okay. The aquarium is just one species. So that's where I'm at with that. Ellen, you. Okay. So first of all, zoo gift shops are out. And <laughs> I have it as a to-do item to search out the man who invented the flatten a penny machine and marry him. Jeez. That is my goal. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, I'm glad, I'm not glad, but I'm a little surprised, but probably relieved. We didn't go into the pros and cons of, of society having zoos at large. That's you know, a, I ignored that on purpose. No, no, you both did. And that's fine. And I will not go there either. I do know that depending on the zoo you go to, some of them are incredibly depressing. And some of them are not as depressing. And you are very thankful that you get to be um, able to view these species that you would never see. You'd never be that close to never see anyplace else. And I know I, for me, I, I love them because I love seeing animals. Like I remember when I went to the San Diego zoo, which is one of the best zoos in the world. And they have like hippos come up to these windows while they're swimming and they're swimming right by you. And it's just something most of us will never, ever see. So I think there is value in it. If you can, if you can make sure you protect the animals and you make it, you make it a place that they can survive in well. Um, I totally, one hundred percent with you. When you're the thing that's funny about zoos is you most of our lives it's a life cycle thing. You go to the zoos when you have little kids, and then when you don't have little kids anymore, you don't go to the zoo. Speaking what? of zoos, my dog is whining to get out of the zoo. I heard. Hold on what one is second. that? Oh my God. Oh. Speaking of wild animals. I do love Ellen that you, you took the hum, humane route, which again, Alexander and I glossed over completely. <laughs> Back, sorry. So you're just a better Those person are, than we are. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. They no. suck. There's animals in cages. It blows. It's awful. We're horrible, horrible humans. No, and but I didn't want it to be a political podcast on yet another topic that would bring us all down. So no, right. I, I didn't decided expect- to make the aquarium the bad guy. I That's didn't. I, did. I didn't ask the question as a. <laughs> I didn't ask the question as a trap. I asked it more as when I think of zoos, I think of stinkiness and so hot and wheeling strollers, and yet the upside of seeing things you'd never get to see any other time. You know what I mean? So it's, I I agree with it all the way. So it's not like, I mean, if one of you had said they should get rid of them, they are awful. I I would have been surprised if you had that radical, uh, and I don't hear many people have that, but you gave the right answers as parents of children because that's the only reason. And it's funny because I give um, the zoo, I use the zoo as a brand. I make one of my classes do for copywriting. I make them come up with a creative strategy and write ads for trying to get people to go to the zoo. And 
I'll always watch and see, and 90% of them all about what a family experience it is, and there'll always be two or three kids who are like, what about the coolest date night you never thought about? You know, why don't you, why don't you and her or Harry or him, you know, go to the zoo and why don't you get wild like the hippos or blah, 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 blah you know, whatever it is. So anyway. Isn't that a Simon and Garfunkel song? Yes. Zoo. There's something it's all happening zoo. at the zoo. Yeah. I do believe yeah. it. I do believe I played it on piano yesterday. Oh, how's the piano <laughs> going, Alex? Oh, sorry. Okay, moving on. Killing it. All right. I'm, I'm so good at piano. Hey, try I'm this glad one. You asked. You're not even this is kind of in the animal zone, but not at all. Like it or not. The Loch Ness monster. Oh, I dig him. Dig him. Love. <laughs> First of all, yep. First of all, he's Scottish, oh. as our gentleman. Whoa, name. whoa! Everybody, slow down. Slow yeah. down. The enthusiasm is so yeah, yeah, big fan. yeah, big fan. Totally Love agree. Him. Yep, you go first. Um, okay, so he's Scottish. <laughs> Jennifer and I are Scottish, so we love that. Um, he's super mysterious. I totally Quite. believe in him. I think he is like one of those weird holdouts. I from, thought it, like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I thought it was she. I thought her name was Nellie Nessie. or Shelly. Nessie. 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 Oh, is yeah. it a he? Isn't I don't it, know. Isn't it a she? Isn't Nessie a she? My guess is there's been a few because it's been a long time. So Anyways, unless continue. Unless Nessie has this crazy long lifespan, like a turtle or something. I don't know. Could. I don't know. Prehistoric. But. But I love, I love the mystery of it all. I think it's all very cool. And for people like, it's a bird, it's a this. I'm like, it's a monster. You know what? Just lean in. I think it's very cool. And I would I love agree. to go see it. Love to. I want to get near it because you know I'm very afraid of like reptilians. Animals, yes, animals without fur or mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I would be very afraid of it. But I love the mystery. Jennifer, over to you. I, okay, so I pair, and this could be just, I'm dating myself, but for some reason I pair the Loch Ness monster with the Bermuda Triangle in terms of uh, the time frame in which they both came about, and they were both these like woo weird things that were <laughs> inexplicable, but yet somewhat Ooh. documented. Right? Right. Like both had mm -hmm. some actual factual shit to back them up. You know, like there were actual planes disappearing. I don't want to go too Bermuda on triangle on you on at this point, but there, that actually happened. <laughs> yeah, and don't go too the, deep on that. It's very no, scary. I don't want to, no, but then also the, the Loch Ness though, there was, there was some real shit backing that up too. Like mm -hmm. there were photographs, there was mist, there was fog, there was Scottish, whatever. I just feel like they came out around the same time. might've been because it was cold war era but whatever. Yep. It was just fascinating and fun. And it was like a fun, oh, you can throw Bigfoot in there if you want, but I don't I was believe just going to ask Bigfoot. about Bigfoot. Right. I don't second believe tier. in him. Second tier. Yeah. Second Same. tier. Second yeah. tier myth. He's, yeah, this <laughs> is a he's, myth. He's like a B-lister. Yeah, Bigfoot's a B-lister. Yes. Loved exactly. Monsters yeah. yeah. He's the, 100%. Right. He's like the Kathy Griffin <laughs> of like mythology yep. of the early 80s. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But the I will go on record as saying that I think both of those two like little fabricated, little kernel of truth things, I was into. I like them both. Yep. I like the mystique of it all, like you said, Alexander. I love the mystery. I thought it was fun and interesting. I think that if you weren't around during that era, it's probably lost on you. I think it's only people who are around yeah. who can feel the like fun of it. Like if you were to say, how do you feel about the Loch Ness, Loch Ness monster to somebody on the street right now, they might be like, who, what? Oh, yeah. Not sure. Mm. Unclear. So I think it was something that was fun during the time in which it came about. And maybe that was the, part of the reason why it was. 
Oh, I think we gave you a lot to think about. You really did. I'm thumbs up on Nessie as well. I do. I love the idea of the Loch Ness Monster. I love that there's something we don't under... I always like things that we don't understand that exist on the earth and right. you're not going to solve it. Um, and yes, it, it they're, the cheesy, f- grainy photo from the 40s or the 50s of the hump of the monster, you know, coming and going. And then all the books about how there could be this what is it? Uh, uh, Leviathan. That's the okay. word. There's Here we okay. Go that's again. a nope. That's a big word. Even I don't use a Leviathan. Did you look that up before. No, now? it just came in my head, that's which is how then. they talk about like a monstrously sized water creature, like reptilian water creature, and they've never. I won't say this is true, but I'll just say in my in my cranium, as far as I know, they've never solved this. Nope. They've never Agreed. solved it. People say they've seen it. People say they see something. Um, scientists will say it's very possible. There, It's a deep, deep lake, so it's very possible. So anyway, I love that. I love the idea of of a mysterious something we haven't solved. And it's Scottish. It's the Moors. It's right. misty and foggy. It's all that good stuff. And I'm a big fan of all that spooky spook. So yeah, Ellen- I'm thumbs up. I have to say that I think that you pinpointed that one of the things that is the coolest about it is that we still don't know about it. In the year of 2020, oh, who was that in that movie? Oh, I don't know. Hold on. Let me Google it. I'll tell you right now. Right. Like in the old days, we used to just wonder and you wondered for months until somebody came up with it and told you, oh, that was, you know, Kurt Russell who played that guy or whatever. Yep. We know everything and you can find out everything or whatever. We still don't know who the Loch Ness Monster is. Is it nope. a he? Is it a she? What is nope. it? Who knows? Like, that's awesome. You'll, uh, this is so nerdy, but I will share it for reasons that aren't important. Today, I was watching a YouTube video about um, the, um, the, what is it? The submersive vessel that went to the bottom of the ocean. The deepest point in the ocean is in the Marianas Trench in the Pacific Ocean. And I always remember because when I used to travel for business, I would fly across the Pacific to Asia and you fly over the deepest point of the ocean. And I always had this spooky fear, which is, man, if we crash right now, they'd never find me because this is the deepest point of the ocean, which is meanwhile- Interjection, Jennifer. Let's never fly anywhere with Ellen, by the way. Never. Yeah, sounds like a treat on plane. Anyway, so go anyway, ahead, Ellen. No, but I'm just saying, but it, but it was like, here we, you could, you know how you can watch the map on your screen, on your digital screen as you're flying and you could see where you're going and see where you're going. And then I see the, it says the Marianas Trench. And I know the Marianas Trench is the deepest point of the, uh, in the world of the ocean, the deepest point of the ocean, which is deeper than Mount Everest. It's like five miles down. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's. The, it's the deepest point. And so anyway, they finally have been able to send human beings down in a submersible. And remember that outside them is 16,000 pounds of pressure. Pressure. Yeah. Yes. Pressure. So, and so to me, things like that, like, wait, like, like, and the reason I get back to Loch Ness on this is like, on the one hand, I'm like, I can't believe we have figured out how to put a human in a thing that can, it takes four hours to get down to the bottom of the ocean floor and this then see right and yeah. then see all the creatures that have no eyes and operate in the dark and it's it's below free almost below freezing there like all that groovy stuff all that stuff but then on the other hand the other part of my heart is 
oh, there's a mystery that's gone. Like we're so smart and we work so hard. We've now gone and discovered this thing and we haven't left it to itself. But as the woman who went down in that submersible was saying, she said, there is so much. I want to go back down. There's so much we didn't see and we didn't know and all that stuff. Ellen, I want to, I have a lot of questions. Number one, I want you to send me this YouTube thing. Number two, what do you, you're scrolling on YouTube looking for Mariana's trench videos. Excuse me. Number one, pandemic. Okay. Oh, you know what? Actually, uh, you know what? Say right. no more. There's got no it. number two. I got you. Got I got you. I've done it's pretty much it. Right. It's pretty much Sorry. it. Move All on. right. Let's move on. We're going to move on. We're going to speed round. All right. Here we go. We'll start easy. Oh, good. Yeah. Don't Don't start hard because... Because we'll, we'll turn anything hard. Because so. I know how it is. Would you rather have a bucket stuck on your head <laughs> or a cement block stuck on your foot? That's easy. It's stuck on your head. Like, you cannot get it off. Like, you can't see. Right? <laughs> I got to think about this. Correct. <laughs> I, have, I, have read, again, a million times, I've read you all the words that are on the page. <laughs> no other, there's no other footnote. There's no other detail. Would you rather have a bucket stuck on your head or a cement block stuck on your foot? 100% bucket. 100%. (laughs) Wow. You're super sure. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. Well, first of all, I mean, cement, you cannot go anywhere. You are literally chained. You cannot. Have you ever tried to lift cement with any part of your body, let alone your foot? If your foot was stuck in cement, you cannot go anywhere. You're stuck to one place for the rest of your life. The bucket sucks because it's on your head. It does. And, but it I does will suck. say, all I can think of, by the way, when you say the bucket stuck to your head, I, I'm probably the only person, but um, that movie Parenthood with Steve Martin. I think a little time. Yep. When the little kid has the bucket yep. on his head and he keeps ramming his head into the wall <laughs> and they're like, we're so proud. But he's got like the big plastic red bucket on his head. I would like to think that with a plastic bucket, first of all, just in terms of sheer weight is incredibly light. I would like to think that even if it was stuck on your head, you could still glance downward. You could gaze downward. Mm-hmm. So you could at least see where you're headed, like even if it was just over the tips of your footsteps. So you wouldn't yeah. like say run into a pole kind of thing, but you would be mobile. It would stink. It would be awful, but you would be mobile. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, your foot in cement, you cannot go anywhere. People must come to you with a bucket on your head. It stinks. It's like you're kind of blindish. And it's definitely going to, like, probably impact your social life. But I think they're both going to get around a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's where I'm at. Okay, so I can't imagine. And granted, I know there's blind people who deal with this every day, and they're probably like, "Okay, they're you know, little Miss Precious, we get along just fine." But I can't imagine never being able to see. However, Jennifer, you did make a good point. We could see at the bottom, and maybe I could tilt my head back enough and kind of. I knew you were going to go there. That's why I gave you that opening. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate the same thing. Yeah, because I didn't you, think you tilt your head. Angle. You yes. would tilt your head back like a Pez dispenser. So that, get, so that you could get an actual small glimpse of someone and i was waiting for you to say that i absolutely would and again i didn't even think about that before you said it but as soon as you did i was like oh i see a crack i i see i see a little crack here I, i'm a, i'm gonna go there 
I was thinking that as far as like your foot in the cement thing, like you could get like a golf cart or something and you could probably get around that way. But then I thought about sleeping and you got to get that thing up and into bed. And what if your foot like needs to twitch and you got to itch your, like, that's a horror show to me. I can't even imagine, oh God, knock on wood, being in like a cast or something like that'd be enough that you can't like get at it. So I'm going to go bucket. I'm also going to cheat. I'm going to tip my head back like the Pez dispenser so that I can see stuff. Um, but I'm going to go on the record as saying both are horrible. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? It no. literally, by the way, can I just tell you, Ellen, like what? you, you should work in like, like a jailer, but you should be like, um, you oh, know, the like, torture chamber. Dude? Yes. Yes. Like you can have, I can put you in five years of jail or, or, I'll give you six months. Oh, I should you be the judge. Pick. I should be the judge. <laughs> you can pick. Well, okay, you foot or bucket on your head. I'm what just saying. Wait a minute, though. Can I just say something really quickly? Did we not bring this up the last episode? And I believe it was me who said so, which is that sometimes I use this podcast as a tool to think if something really crappy is going on, yeah. what the alternative crappy thing could yep. be. And then I feel better about myself. True. So maybe we're providing a service right here. I'd like oh, to I'm so. sure we are. I'm 100% sure this is a huge service. Ellen, I'm going to nominate you for like the keys to the city. Thank you. Down, of downtown city, of course. Thank you. Thank us, downtown Gotham City <laughs> and the mayor to please hand me the keys to the city. I, th I, think, I think you've earned it. Anyway, what would you pick, Ellen? Oh, I think I'm 100% with you guys. There's no way around cement. It's just, you're dragging it around and dragging it around. And the bucket is so fluid and an option. Maybe you could see out from under it. Maybe it might clanky around on your head. We didn't say it was welded to your ears. You might have a fighting chance of seeing something. So I would take the bucket. I'd take the bucket. You guys, I just realized though. Oh, Jesus. Eating. We didn't consider eating. Oh, we're no, drinking. Oh, you got to slide it up. Food up there, no problem. Okay, all right. Crazy it's straw. Be the same. It's you know, it's not gonna be the same, but nothing is. Okay, all right. Okay, Crazy I'm with straw. you. I'm with you. All right. Okay, moving on. Would you rather discover a hidden treasure or discover a living dinosaur? Huh? Hidden treasure. Dinosaurs are scary. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I say this all the time. Dinosaurs scare the shit out of me. I I just I freak out. God, oh, that's I, right. I shouldn't have even asked. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Wanna, that's right. She's afraid of dinosaurs. Terrified. Terrified. Because they're walking down the street all the time. Because they're yeah. reptilian. Yes. Reptilian and they don't true. have fur, and I don't like that. Um, but also a treasure. Come on. It's a treasure. Yeah. Like, I hold, I get the whole, like, oh, but I don't It's a treasure. Like, Come I'm, on. <laughs> I mean, what? Like, and I realize that there's some people like maybe a paleontologist who might be super excited about like the dinosaur, like, oh, the thrill of discovery. Blah, blah, blah. Screw it. No. You know what? They're gone. They're in the past. Well, I shouldn't say that. We have the Loch Ness Monster. Mm -hmm. Someone can go discover her, him. We were 100% positive on that, on Nessie. We were. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what? I want, I want a treasure. I don't want to have to work <laughs> for a living. I would love to be like... I got I, my gold bullion. I want and some money. <laughs> I got a treasure chest. Got a bunch and, of ducats. Yep. Right? This is what I mean. Like, I think that's the best. You know what? Yes. You know what? I'll buy my own. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll buy, you buy your own dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I am 100% in agreement. Yeah. I, well, you know, I mean, I think, I think initially the question was supposed to be like, would you prefer like, you know, fame, notoriety and like your name to go down in a history book? versus personal wealth and gain. Oh, that's even but an easier question. Honestly, 
I, yeah, I mean, yes, it would be very fun to discover the key to the past, but what would I do with it once I did? Somebody else would take care. It's like in Splash, which is a very, very realistic movie. movie. Once they discover the mermaid, then they've got to hand it off to the scientists anyway. So what is my role here? If I've discovered, Mm. you know, um, a giant pterodactyl, I'm going to have to hand it off to the paleontologists of the world anyway. So I'll get a blip of notoriety in a history book. Whereas the gold, what are they? Doubloons or whatever? Will last sure. Forever. Yeah. Sure. Or bars, whatever. They'll last me forever. Ingots. Yep. And at this point, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, maybe it's pandemic, but I'm a little bit all about me and my family right now. I'd like to take care of myself. Selfish. I agree. You don't think no a pterodactyl would, would take care of you and your family? Think of how you could get places. Oh yeah. Have you thought about that? Just put a wagon on him. Right? I think I think he's a parachute. That the guy gets a mile in like three steps. Right. The Flintstones nailed that. The, the pterodactyl would be like, listen, hold on a minute. Let me call my cousin Nessie and we'll be over in Scotland True. with a nano. Oh my god. Together. And then you gotta pay we'll for airfare. You gotta pay airfare for that thing. Day, on the pterodactyl. Off we go. So yeah. good. Oh. Ellen. So I think, Ellen, we've given you a lot to thought, think about is what I'm trying to get at here. Well, I get both sides. Let's remember, the question is, would you rather discover a hidden treasure or discover a living dinosaur? It doesn't talk about what you get to keep. Oh, yeah. Now, I guess, I guess and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to parse it too finely, but discover say, was the key word if you're gonna get discover that. means like you're gonna get credit for the hidden treasure or the dinosaur i so i stick with my answer though that's fine i'm talking now <laughs> <laughs> by the way i'm sticking my tongue out <laughs> yes you did <laughs> at mean nurse ratchet over there <laughs> Just trying to finish my thought. Well, I'm sticking with where I am. Doesn't matter what you say, because I am still right. My name is Alex. Um, my point being, if it was about discovering versus what you own, I don't want to own a dinosaur. Who the hell knows what to do with that? I mean, yes, I'm sure you parlayed into a big exhibit and probably make money. But if it was discover and keep, probably a hidden treasure is the way to go and and end up with more dough but about the discovery discovering a living dinosaur but we also all visualize that living dinosaur as being huge and as we know if you follow the the scientific papers they someone just discovered the latest dinosaur which is a teensy tiny thing it's technically a dinosaur so i'm going with you guys hidden treasure you've got a monetary payout at the end hopefully and if not still get a little credit for the treasure i think the dinosaur thing they're still finding them they're little tiny fossils agree wait wait, someone just found a new dinosaur yeah 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 and what was what was his or her name see there you go you just made our point terry von dactyl you totally just (laughs) lied and made that up but also just think if jennifer gets the dinosaur she is gonna fly places so that's something. Well, first oh. up, Scotland. Yep. Just to, to meet up with Nessie. You're not going over the, the straight of Mora did. The Marianas Trench. The Marianas Trench. Because Jesus. that would be very scary. Today I don't on things. Science Go over the Marinara Trail. <laughs> oh my God. The Marinara Trail could be, could be treacherous. Oh, it's loaded it's with right pasta. 
It's right next to Gumdrop Mountain. It goes and right be careful that you don't fall down. <laughs> the marinara trail. It's like in Candyland. So it's right next to. That's right. Yeah. Lollipop, you know, land. Don't blah, blah, slip blah. on a meatball. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. This is a mess. Let's try this one. Would you rather be the manager of a store, Karen, with bad employees, or be one of the bad employees? Oh, I've been both. <laughs> Let me think about this because I've Would been you both. Rather be the manager of a store with bad employees, or be one of the bad employees? Oh, this is hard. Well, as a former CSM. Oh, oh Jesus. You knew this was coming. What? It's lonely at the top, ladies. <laughs> lonely. I'd rather be... I'd rather be the gal... It has to be. Who's, ...who's just, you know, having fun with her colleagues and, you know, years later can tell that story. Oh, please, remember when we were in, like, an aisle three and we, you know, you know... Threw a bunch of shit on the floor. Exactly. Lit it on fire. And remember what our manager said? What a dick she was. Yeah, nobody wants to be the CSM. Nobody wants to say, hey, guess what, Leslie? Your drawer is short $1.45. No okay. one wants to say that. And it's a lonely, lonely, lonely position. Hold on. For those <laughs> of you listening. No, no. Let her finish. Okay, sorry. Proceed. I'm just I'm I'm right, right, some context. I'm finished. You heard me. <laughs> I was just going to say, no, those, wait, 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 one more. Oh, sorry, my no name, one my also name. wants to say this. No one wants to shut the doors to the store with their key that only they have an issue of. Shut those doors and turn around and look at everyone and say, I need you all to wipe your stations down because, frankly, <laughs> we've filthy. got the Board of Health coming tomorrow morning and they're all unacceptable. Nobody likes that gal. No one. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'd rather be the troublemaker. For those John. of you... Who here we are as we slide into episode fifty nine or whatever oh this God. is. For those of you who did not listen to episode Uno, that's oh, one. Wait, what? Or four? Sorry, Ellen says it's episode four. So single talked, digits. When Jennifer talked about her storied career as a teen at the supermarket as a CSM, known Heartland as Food Mart. Sorry, Heartland Food Heartland Mart. Heartland Food Mart. And it was, it was I was a cashier first and then was oh, a meteoric right. rise to exactly. a customer service manager where I was in charge of all the other cashiers, which at yes. the time were my peers in high school, which was very difficult. It's hard <laughs> to manage your peers. That's Correct. all I'm saying. It's a, it's a heavy is the head that wears the crown. You said it. You said it, sister. So listeners, I just wanted to make sure if you have not been slogging through all 59 episodes, that that's where Jennifer's coming from. She really has, like, she, she has a, a, a vast knowledge of being the gal at the top. She's okay? the only professional qualified to comment exactly. on the question. Yep. It, that, that's the truth. That's the truth. Cheryl Sandberg. Thank you. Truth. Carly Fiorina. Just lead Jennifer the way. <laughs> lead the way. Give pioneers. me a glass ceiling and female, I will break through it. Female <laughs> pioneers, guys. So, I mean... I don't even know if, if I'm qualified to answer this after, you know, after what I just heard. Uh -huh. I, I mean, I'm going to go with, again, I, I have managed an office. It had millions of dollars of sales coming in. It was not a grocery not the store, same. guys. 
And yeah. I was a grown up, not a teen. So I don't feel as though I'm qualified. I, I'm, I'm not on the same plane You're as Jennifer You're equivocating is. quite a bit. Would yes. you answer the question? My, Would you rather be the manager or be a bad employee? The bad employee. <gasps> I was getting there. <laughs> I was getting there. I know, but it was a long walk down a short pier. Hold on a minute. We had to go back 20 years, sorry, 30 years to hear about the grocery store manager. <laughs> but I'm long-winded. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Anyway, bad employee, you guys, <laughs> it's a suit that fits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am sometimes a management challenge. I, I I go in with a smile and a joke, and I try to disarm people by liking me, but at the end of the day, go? I don't think I'm easy to manage. Okay. <laughs> I'll own it. So that's me. I'm, I'm not always the. I'm not, I'm not always employee of the month. That was great. That wow. Was great. Wow. I I saw I I saw some flavor of this coming, but I wasn't a hundred percent prepared for just how stark the juxtaposition would be between the manager and the bad employee. <laughs> Wow. Um, for me, I know how I am. I would have to be the manager because there is an opportunity there to lord it over other people. And if I can lord it over, I'm going to do some lording. So I will take the manager every time. And I'm such a goody two shoes. I'm, I'm never a bad employee. No. I'm an excellent employee. No, well, I'm an I, I don't think I have to say though, I, I'm always a goody two shoes and good employee too. Yes, but the most part. But if you're asking me which role would be fun to play, yes, that's different. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get to be CSM unless you're a goody two shoes. <laughs> you don't just wake up. And we're I back, know. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Can you all feel the neon lights of the grocery store penetrating your skin? Can Pounding you smell down. the Wonder Bread on the shelves? Oh. <laughs> My God. All right. We're going to finish with this one. It's a tough one. This is a tough one. Wait, there's okay. more? Y'all, I'm, I'm going to give us one more. I'm going to give us one more. Our listeners are like, make it fast. There can't be any more. Okay. Mm. Would you rather have wings, but you can't fly? Mm. Or gills, but you can't swim? Mm. Wait. Sorry. I will say it again. Would you rather have wings, but you can't fly, or gills, but you can't swim? I feel like this is a line to a country music song, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> I went Age down the road in the pickup truck, feeling kind of slow. Everything right. sucked. Um, stretched out my wings and, and stretched my gills. I'm going to say it. gills and can't swim. And here's, yeah, and here's the reason why. Um, okay. So I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but the animal in this world that I hate more than all other is the pigeon. And you know why I hate the pigeon? Because those little lazy fucking birds, they walk around all the time. They have got wings and they walk around. I'm like, if I had wings, I would fly everywhere. And they walk around, they just 
eat stuff off the ground. They're so I never knew so this. Lazy. I've never heard you say this before. And I've been oh your my sister God. my whole life. Oh my God. They make me insane. I just, I can't understand. Like, as I said, if I had wings, I would fly everywhere. So if I had wings and I couldn't fly, I would be like looking to the heavens. Oh, the humanity on the, on a daily basis. If I had gills and I couldn't swim underwater and breathe underwater, whatever, that's my life now. Like, fine. <laughs> I got to come up and breathe. That's, that's me now. That's your life now. That's my life But now. you don't have these huge reverberating yes. vents in I, the side of your but neck. But you know what? I have these great buffs thanks to the coronavirus now that I can put it right over my neck gills. Cover it up. Right? Okay. And there's turtlenecks. Yeah. So I could, I, could, I could totally make do with that. And as I said, I swim underwater, I come up to breathe, and that's fine. But if I had wings and the gods above gave me the middle finger and was like, yeah, we can't use them, it would make me bananas. So that's it. And also, and also fuck you, pigeons. You are lazy, Ooh. lazy animals. Wow. <laughs> I, I didn't know how you felt about pigeons before. Oh, this is completely crazy. Wow. Um. It's weird because I, I will say the thing about fish that I feel the most bad about is the fact that like, you know, like frogs can swim underwater mm-hmm. and then they come out on land and they're fine kind of wow. thing. Right. And poor fish, the minute they get out there, they're like, like lots of, you know, aquatic animals, like seals and things like they're fine. They can come out, they can do both. Right. They can go down in the water, they can come back out. Mm-hmm. So I feel um, like if you were to have said that, you know, you could only be underwater, that would be different. But if you're just saying that I'm a normal human and I have the ability to also be underwater, that to me is, yeah, as Alexander pointed out, it's nice. Yeah, it's a nice to have, if you will. Yes. The flying thing, though, I mean, I have dreams about flying. Mm-hmm. I, I, that to me is omnipotent in so many ways, like being able to go to worlds that are not even remotely close to yours. Like you have the power to do so much with flying. And if you weren't to utilize that, I feel like that would be such a missed opportunity. So I'm with you, Alexander. Can I ask you one question, Jennifer, though? Yes. In terms of fish, the thing you feel most bad about is not the fact that you catch them and eat them. No, that's not it. Well, I do do love fish. I do love to eat. And I love sushi. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. And I will never lie about that. Oh, I miss sushi. Okay. This isn't about you turning into a fish. All right. Sorry. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying. But you gave it as a nice to have option. Like, yeah. You had the ability to, you know, breathe underwater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you could still breathe outside. Or you had the ability to fly, but you could still breathe outside. So I I don't I believe the story is you have a useless appendage. Right. You either Sorry. have useless yeah. wings or useless gills. Yeah. Yeah. That is I'm the gonna, thing. And which do you want to walk around with for the rest of your life? If if it was a choice either or, would you rather be able to swim or be able to fly I'd with wings or gills? Uh, so would I. So would I. But in terms of if you're walking around the planet, like which is the most off-putting feature? that you have that does nothing for you. Oh, are you going as, from a cosmetic right? angle? Like I am reading the question as it was given to me by the <laughs> Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA. Oh, right. Would you See, rather Quantico, have, which we yeah, mentioned I was in a previous at the farm. episode. Yes, yeah. I was at the farm reviewing these. Would you rather have wings but you can't fly or gills but you can't swim? Well, so, so, oh, so we don't to your point about, about cosmetics, what, 
you have to weigh what are the, there's frustration because the thing you have doesn't work. There is the cosmetic aspect of something people can see, but it's useless. But wait, so what, so then what's yours, Ellen? Because I mean, I think that Jennifer and I still agree with our own, like, I don't think that's waving. But so where would you land on this? I would probably take gills because same. Same. Low key, can't really see them, but put on a big turtleneck, none's the wiser. Yeah. Um, and, and also you don't feel like you've been cheated out of anything as yeah. much. Wings. You're walking around with wings. You're walking around with wings and you well, can't I, fly. Well, that's what I think we're, the, yeah. that's where Alex and I were approaching it from. Like, what's the missed opportunity? Yes. You were like, oh, what's the, what's the better thing to be able to have functional? Yes. yes. Wings, a thousand percent. Yes. A thousand percent. But and if you're right, giving me a dud, if you're giving me a dud version. Exactly. I'm sorry. We approached it dud backwards. Yep. But, but yeah. they, it, it's all part of the same thing. I think like also gills, as to Ellen's point, like they're easy to, to you know, to like if think of going, think of flying on a plane. Okay. And you, which again, oh, the utter irony that <laughs> you have wings and you can't fly. Think of going through TSA. Can you imagine that pat down? Okay, could you stretch those wings out? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And they're going to have to do all of that on top of everything. Then you have to sit in the seat. It's a horror show. And you can't fly. And you're having to pay to fly commercial rather than use your wings. I didn't get all the way to TSA, 100%. but I get it. I hear it. Or commercial I think it's one of several, private. several scenarios where I think the wings would be obtrusive and invite questions. I think you're right. I think you would get invited invited to the Met Ball, though. Those would be awesome at the Met Ball. Somebody. Some it's it's or, the Victoria's Secret. I yeah. was just going to go of there. Of course. I was just going to go there. <laughs> of course. When in doubt, get a job over at Vicky's Secret. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not – we're wrapping it up. You know why? We blabbed and we blabbed and we blabbed. Right? I think we yes. did. I have a feeling our listeners are going to say, uh, you guys kind of just – ran off at the mouth. And what I'll say if they say that is uh, check the name of the podcast. Fair point. Yeah. This is a sidebar and it's total. It's, it's right? total. In totality. Yeah, there we are. So, all right. Um, everybody root for Fauci to get some cough drops, right? Everybody yep, get out there and do the right thing. Hang tough. Still kind of sucks out there, but maybe you can get a tan. That's what we figured out. You get a tan. Hopefully, you'll be able to surpass Alex. Try to beat Alex and her husband. Um, You could grow rhubarb and then give it to your neighbors because who wants it? I want it. Oh, oh, or Alex. Ship some rhubarb to Alex. Jesus. So many things about you that are odd. I know. Right? Yes. riddle. But we miss you, listeners. We miss having our huge auditorium shows where we see you and everybody claps. You know, it it feels like Tulsa here, just kind of (laughs) underpopulated. What? Little political thing. (laughs) Oh, how did that slip out? What? It just happened. So everybody hang in there. We'll be back with another episode. We love you. You know, we love to hear from you. And ladies, say goodbye. Goodbye, listeners. Bye.